What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I'm joined by the brother behind King Golf, Jordan Headley. We're switching it up. That uh, that caught me off guard. We're sending it out to Rossman first as uh, Reggie is crawling his way home. We'll see if he shows up in time for uh, for the show, but we'll maybe get to him later. But let's see what's going on out in Rossman. Jor, what's happening, buddy? Top of the evening to you, ladies and gents. Good to see you, Drummy. Not a whole lot happening here tonight. We got a game. The Rossburn Hornets are in Burl tonight. Had to miss the game, unfortunately. Uh-oh. But we have the kingdom to attend. So, kind of shitty. I've only skated once this year. But, I mean, I went two years without skating. So, I'll bounce back. I did hurt my knee, though, today. Uh-oh. Doing a little bit of a, a little bit of a workout in the basement, and you know you feel something weird, and then you just kind of try to push through it. But as you get older in age, it's usually a bad idea to do that. And I think I aggravated a little more than I wanted to, so I just called her a day. I was kind of at the end of it, anyways. But uh, then had some Spence Bros pizza, and the bad news for you and everybody listening tonight. Uh oh. We're on the whiskeys. We're on the Crown Royal. Sailing. <laughs> no, we're not sailing with the captain. We're got the, from the home of Gimli, Manitoba. Crown Royal. Reggie, new sweater, bud? No, watch you. Never seen it. Aspen must be paying out some dividends. Oh, P.I. Wow. Always have to interrupt my intro, eh, Reggie? Whenever I'm just... Whenever well, I'm getting you're the into one that. <laughs> You're the one that lets him in, so it's on you. <laughs> that is true. Reggie, you just missed it. I told uh, bad news to the world. I'm drinking whiskey tonight. Oh, for Christ's sake. Look out. Might, might be good news. Bad news for Reggie, good news for everybody else. True. But it's almost December. December is two days away. We only got a month left in 2023. We got some big things popping in 2024. I think it's going to be the biggest year yet for the kingdom and for King Golf and for a lot of things. So we're going to make some changes to the kingdom. Not much. We've already announced a few of them, but we got a couple more coming. Those who listen to the podcast are going to be in for a little treat as we're going to be doing a little bit more in-depth editing. So to cut out some of the BS, some of the uh, live chat stuff, That'll be optioned in the podcast going forward. So just going to test her out. You got to try different things. And uh, we're always moving. We're always shaking. So that's that's my story for tonight. Toss her to Dauphin. Dauphin. What's going on? I'm the son of a 65-year-old. Just uh, <laughs> got back from uh, mom and dad's place having a, a birthday supper for uh, Tron. Had some steak, had some wine. Celebrated the old boy's birthday. Got another celebration coming up Saturday. And uh, yeah, it was good. Um, nice. Things are honestly electric right now in my life. Cockerel <laughs> tees off tonight at 12. And Tiger's back tomorrow, man. It honestly seems like, I don't know, it came out of nowhere. Honestly, out of absolute nowhere. And all of a sudden there's these videos of him like striping on the internet. And I'm here for it, man. I, I cannot wait for tomorrow. You guys? Time's ETF. Yeah, into that. I think it's eleven thirty-five Eastern, so ten thirty our time. Sorry, um, AC. What time does AT, AC tee off? 
AC's off at 11.50 tonight. Oh, in like a full, couple hours? Full 12-hour yeah. shift for you, Reggie, 11 to 11. There we go. I might track the back half of the second uh, second round of AC, but I won't be staying up tonight. Golf Channel getting the workout here. That should be busy. Drums, tell us what's happening Yo. in Brandon. Wheat City. Wheat City. Uh, not much. Um, Luca went over for a sleepover at his cousin's place on Saturday, so uh, me and Les had a nice little date night. We went to the virtual reality uh, spot and did um, – have you guys ever done um, escape rooms? Yeah, never. That's what we did was uh, the virtual escape room. So within three minutes of putting these things on, like you're fully, you're fully in. Like I'm leaning over tables that aren't there and like go to put my weight on them and like just about fall, get excited and like go to run and you smoke the wall. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was cool. It was not as good or fun as an actual escape room, but the virtual reality aspect was uh, a fun thing. Good, uh, um, good hour killer. Uh, and then you kind of get to play some. There's like games too. It's like you play like zombies and shit from Call of Duty. You're just shooting things and stuff like that. But uh, the the VR is pretty pretty sick. I understand the hype. I understand the people that would rather that and never come out of their basements. I do get it. I think you're crazy, but I do get it. It's cool though. So uh, it was good. We wasted an hour of that and then went, uh, had dinner and I subsequently got uh, food poisoning. So I was out of commission all Sunday, just puking my guts out. (laughs) Just bad luck drums. It was an up and down weekend. Let's say that. That's shitty. Up, Up, down and out. Pretty shitty for sure. Pretty shitty. Very shitty. Pretty shitty, pretty pukey. You're feeling oh, better now, But same as Jorah. Like, I was doing some stretches the other night and woke up, can't feel my back. Like, I've absolutely crippled. So, at our age, we just can't do anything anymore. We, just, oh, we are what we are. Pass the hump, drums. Yeah. Just white knuckle it from here What's on out. What's wrong with you? I'm only about 10% done my life, so I still got the best 90 to come. But 10%? Yeah. I'm over the fifty wow. percent. I think of my of mine. I hurt my knee. Optimistic. Today. <clears throat> hurt my knee. I'm Not on the bad, back nine. It's like a little worrisome. No, I'm on the back nine. I'm a, I'm at like fifty four percent of my life lived already. Good with it. But. According to Cam, AC is playing with Robin Williams. All right. Also known Heaven? as Captain Hook. Also known as Patch Adams. Patch Adams. And the guy from Jumanji. I don't know his name in there. Alan. <laughs> Who? I think, I think it's just Jumanji. Alan? I think it's I think it's Alan or something. Alan sounds right. Alan. Alan. No, I think that's Alan. the hangover you guys are thinking about. Okay, so let's kick off the show right tonight. Uh so this one tonight is a special one for us. It is a cheers to our dad, as Reggie mentioned. He turned uh he turned a new year over tonight, a milestone birthday. And so we just wanted to give a, a cheers to dad. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be in Dauphin tonight with Reggie and family, but I will be there Saturday night at Obsley Brewing Co. for his party. So cheers to dad. We love you. The greatest man to walk the earth. Cheers. Salute. Happy birthday, Ronnie. Even Hank's getting in on the mix in the background there. Anchor. He knows. He knows whose birthday it is. He gets it. He gets it. Okay, let's uh, let's kick off the show in style. Let's start with Around the Greens. 
Um, drums, I'll let you get your shit together. I'll briefly touch on the domies that are in progress as we speak. Record amount of votes. First day of, of uh, voting saw just under 3,000 votes. And I don't remember the numbers from last year, but I think they were probably about half of that. All right. So the domies are growing. Uh, as they grow, I continue to ask myself, was domies the right <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. The answer we is need to change not. the name. You can't change it now. We're you know, in this. Every time I have these thoughts in my head, I always think about the pros, the cons, everything in between. One of the pros is definitely that it's original. It's something that I think people will hear, be like, what the fuck does that mean? And then probably stick around in their brain for a while. The the cons is fairly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is it is kind of unfortunate we couldn't like uh, get trophies made up and then hand them out to the courses. Like they can't display something that says Domi on it, right? Well, and that's why I threw the King logo in there just to kind of like distract people a little bit from the Domi aspect of it. But uh, I mean, we could we could get pretty creative in the awards that we we hand out. Well, let's put it to the listeners. If uh, if anybody's got. Uh, a name up their sleeve that might be better suited for uh, the award or the award shows. Um, spit it our way. We're not going to exactly take it. We may just uh, take the information in and yeah. go from there. We'll consider it. I mean, there's lots of opportunities as well. Sponsorships from Trojan. Trojan, yeah. Uh, who else there? Directs. Barebacks. Who would sponsor the Barebacks? Yeah, anyways. Um, something I'm not gonna say. I I don't know what else we would call it though. That's the, no. That's I the like issue. the domies. It it flows well, and it's kind of based off of the uh, the Dundies, right? That's I'd rather wear a domie than a kingy. <laughs> uh, or we could have gave like it like a. Well. We could have given it like we could have just called it like grounds or something, or or the but, Manitoba Golf Awards. No, 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 we'll domies. stick with the domies. I think I think the domies. <laughs> no domies. It sounds okay. good until you say it out loud, though. The domies? Yeah. No, it always. In the back of your good. head, it, it sounds, sounds fine, you. and then you say the domies. There's a little perversion in there. Yeah, yeah but it's okay. not called. The, it's it's not called the domers. It catches you though. Yep. Okay, drums. Hit us with uh, what's happening around the greens around the world. Got a few things, nothing like super, I mean, besides the obvious, uh, nothing super crazy happening in the golf world. Um, one thing that did get announced today was Luke Donnell staying on as Europe's captain uh, for the next Ryder Cup. Really? Which will be played 2025, Bethpage Black. Uh, so he's the first repeat captain in 30 years. The last one was Bernard Gallagher. Exactly. Nobody's ever heard of him. Must have been heck of a captain, though. But that's uh, that's exactly what everybody was saying about the um, the announcement today. Everybody on his side was saying, well, yeah, that's what we wanted from the, the beginning of the tournament last year was uh, if anybody who is here has a chance to be at it next uh, go around, they definitely want this gentleman um, controlling everything. So um, the players got their wish. Luke got a, a pretty big uh, distinction to his name. So 
big hat tip and congrats to him. Seemed like a a very likable guy. I mean, it it just seemed like as hard as maybe even uh, the Golf Channel and the the broadcasters and everything to do with Ryder Cup tried to oppose it. Like you could see it from a viewer's standpoint, how much the players liked him and how much they wanted to play for him. You know what I mean? Right. Like if he was America's captain this year and he had that much respect from his players, they would have they would have had like three. He's on a float. 30 for 30s about him already and he, and had like a Netflix movie about him and yep you know what I mean like he was he was that well respected I I feel like anyways I don't remember ever captains having that much respect before from from players right and it like it's not it's also not like he's her brooks here either it's not like it's, what is what do they really do yeah hey he did a lot this year man like that's I think what to touch on what Reggie's talking about like we never really hear about the captains but like Luke Donald went above and beyond what he needed to do as a captain. Like, did you see that dress room? Did you see like how much thought was put into every single detail of the ride? Right, but that's what I'm asking. Like, that's what I'm asking. Well, like, is every decision that affects that each player does it run through him, and he has to give the okay? I would assume so, and his crew. Right. I, I feel like, though, uh, and it's going to go against what we want to see as Canadians, but, like, I don't think anybody would have been opposed to Trevor Amelman being the captain at the President's Cup the upcoming year. Yeah, fair. Agreed. Very fair. In Montreal. If it, it, probably if it wasn't in Montreal, I, I'm not convinced that Weirs would be the captain and Amelman wouldn't because he kind of had that same – he became the storyline. You know he also I mean? didn't like, win, yeah. though. Yeah, true. But he turned it from a joke of a – of a uh, true up yeah. to, to an actual um, competition. Any thoughts of who possibly for the Americans off the top of your head? If you can uh, recall any names. I honestly can't off my head. So I thought they were talking Tiger Woods. Could you imagine? If they, okay, let's start it now. He, sign, seal, delivered. He probably is. What do we got? Two years, 25. Hundred percent, he's got to be right. I'm I, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he'll probably they'll probably announce him as captain soon. Now that Luke Donald announcement's out, and I think he's going to keep playing. I think he's going to, you know, have a few good years here, and he might just be, become a player. Playing and then, captain, you know, St- Steve Stricker might have to take over for the year or something like that. I'll tell you who won't be the captain though. Philip, Zach Johnson, ZJ. He won't be repeating. There's, there's no question that American citizenship. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure we've seen him uh, since since the Ryder Cup. He might be gone. They stripped his tour card, didn't they? They might have just killed him. Who knows? I've never seen him. Poor, I, I was gonna say poor guy, but I wouldn't mean that. <laughs> well, he made an ass of um, himself. Himself. Never mind. Sucks yeah. shit, man. Honestly, he we've always said the, that. Nobody even liked him ever. He was kind of the polar opposite of Luke Donald, honestly. Like, yeah, didn't care. Just thought he would. They, he thought that they were going to steamroll them. Yeah, he's walking in. He's walking in six in the Fucking morning with his hat up like Joe, this, just like Joe Biden on the tee box, just wandering. He went yeah. the other way, you know. Like some captains, obviously, we like in the past, like you could just kind of not disappear, but like just be like a quiet leader and just mind your own business and. Like he got obnoxious the other way. He just made himself look so stupid the whole weekend. <laughs> he looked like an idiot. 
Yeah, it's definitely better if nobody knows that you're the captain versus like that situation. What where, he did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what else we got, Drummy? Uh, so Jordan Spieth is taking over Rory's spot on the PGA Tour policy board. Um, he's going to finish off uh, the term that runs out next year. Um, hasn't commented if he'll continue. We've got Paul Azinger, Zinger, is out at NBC. Um, I think this was kind of a bit of a shock for, I guess, probably the company. It seemed to be more um, happiness than anybody pissed off online uh, about somebody else taking over the position. I don't know. Did you guys uh, have any issues with Zinger on the commentary? No, me. I never did either. There were there are a lot of people I, yeah. online that can't stand him, um, but I think that's just every everything online. You're gonna get uh, a lar- a large a large group of people that can't stand something, and a large group of people that uh, are absolutely un- all in favor. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like with certain people that's warranted. Uh, I mean, all those guys. Every commentator has the. Whenever they're short on words, they always just kind of loop it back to themselves. And I think that that's what people gave Zinger the hardest time about, that he was always kind of talking about himself. But that I just feel like... Miller too, right? Miller too. Yeah. And that's maybe who I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Johnny Miller. Does, he did that religiously. But Zinger kind of the same way, probably to a lesser yep. extent. I don't know. I liked his voice. I like uh, his takes on things. I, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I... He could have been there or not, and I wouldn't really right. cared. But so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of the same way as George. Yeah, as long as Bob Costas is there, uh, Jim Nance, yeah. whoever uh, whoever the main guy is, as long as that uh, that guy's like the big name, then yeah, perfect. Uh, it looks like I'm... you're gonna throw that uh, Paul McGinley, uh, coach the Ryder Cup team, Irishman. Um, so I'm see. not sure that I'll know who Azinger is like from his voice, honestly. And I I watch quite a bit of golf, but I I don't know. You'd know who he is. I, I know I would. I know times. I would, but like I can't picture it in my head right now. Yeah, I remember multiple times like listening to the broadcast and being like, who is this? And then every time it yeah. would be a zinger. He kind of has like a nasally voice. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I'm with Chaz. McGinley is great. I mean, any Irishman. I was a big fan of Faraday too. Lots of people weren't, especially after going to live. But I thought he was Love one of the most Faraday. entertaining people in sports history. Yeah. Hell yeah. Unreal. For sure. Okay. Let's get right to it. Let's get to the big guy. World number 1,328 is making his return to the golf world this week. The one, the only Tiger Woods makes his return to the hero championship this week in the Bahamas. Boys, how pumped are we? Reg, you kicked us off with it. We sleep in tonight at all. I got no words, honestly. It just seems like, <laughs> no, it, like every time you're like, okay, that could actually be the last time that Tiger actually golfs like competitively. Like when he was golfing the last time, man, and it was raining and he was like, you could hardly walk. Like I thought, I, I thought that was not was the sad. end of him, but like the end of him, like striping it. And all of a sudden, just like, you hear you hear absolutely nothing, like not a peep, for like how many months? And then all of a sudden, he's just out carrying Charlie's bag, walking the full tournament. And then a week later, he announced he's playing this tournament. 
and that his foot's fine and he could play six tournaments this year. Like, hello, golf world. Mm, hello. The PGA needed a savior, according to you guys, and I think they got it. Yeah, let's hope let's hope that he is the savior. It's it's just funny to me how every every time well, I shouldn't say every time, but the last couple times that Tiger has been injured or something's happened, the every time it happens, which seems wild because he's actually getting older, but every time it happens, I actually become less surprised that he's back. After everything <laughs> that he's gone through after everything that's happened to him in his life, it just seems like one thing after another. And every single one of those times he's come back and done something. He's not just come back, but he's done something special that changes the game, changes the world. I mean, yeah, I'm happy he's back, but did I ever think that he was going to be gone? No, I didn't think gone, but I just like, he disappeared for a longer time this time. Not maybe not a longer time, but, out of the public eye, I would say he disappeared. Yeah. Like they never showed any of his swings. They never showed any progress. Like in yeah, the we past, didn't... like there was like progress videos of him, and then you're like, okay, well he's not ready yet, but he is going to be soon. This time he was walking for Charlie last week, and all of a sudden he's playing on the. Yeah, PGA it was tour. like it was with, within three weeks he was caddying, and then we saw him hitting shots, doing uh, clinics and courses, and then hey, I'm playing. We're good to go. And then and he's ripping. go. And he is striping right now. He signed up for the PNC. So it's just, we're rolling downhill, boys. We're uh, catching traction. <laughs> oh, what a cool feeling, man. What a cool <laughs> feeling. On a, on a um, podcast that there's one thing that we can all agree on, all three of us wholeheartedly can agree on, we all absolutely love Tiger Woods. And he is back tomorrow. And the boys will be texting about it. The boys will be buzzing. Like, I'll be hot on Twitter for sure tomorrow. Phone will be hot. Yeah. Did you guys realize this, that uh, Will Zalatoris has actually been away from the game longer than Tiger Woods? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nuts. Uh, but Willie Z is also making his return this week at the Hero. Is he? Um, yep. So he had, uh, he had some back injuries. Um, so this was a quote from him. Um, in regards to his back injury, kind of a golfer's worst nightmare is feeling your back giving out on a driving range at Augusta 30 minutes before your tee time for the Masters. Uh, I go from ramping up to Augusta, hurt my back on a Thursday, and Saturday I'm already having surgery. It's a big swing of emotions. I think the first five to six weeks was probably the hardest, just dealing with it mentally. So... For that kid, he was on like an absolute rocket with his trajectory. Uh, and then just to kind of get that absolute uh, kick to the nuts, just take your knees out from you um, on the range at Augusta, opening day of Masters. Oh, like, no kidding. Mentally, that would be something that would take a long, long time to get over. I don't know that you do get over it until you play again and play successfully. Here's my take, and this might be a wildly out there take. Here's a guy that came in uh, Monday. Q talks about him all the time, right? Uh, he was so excited about him, so excited about this up and coming guy. He bursts onto the scene, uh, best ball striker anybody's ever seen for a long time. Uh, was absolutely striping it. Developed probably 
uh, degree of the yips. Um, probably one of the ugliest putting strokes anybody's seen on tour for a top end player for a very long time. Everything's history. being talked about. Probably the history of the game. Yeah, some Has of those putts are like the worst putts ever from two feet. Um, he, I didn't let one know. He uh, he goes from being like talked about so much, and they're talking about how good of a ball striker he is, and he can't make these putts. And then all of a sudden, he hurts his back. And he's just like, he goes from being talked about as one of the favorites at every tournament for so long to just not a word said about him for however long it's been since since April. So that's like uh, eight months, no, seven months. And my tape, my thing is he's going to come back and he's going to completely forget how shitty of a putter he was before because he was all a mental thing before. And he's had enough time now that he's not cramming going week to week trying to be at the top of his game. He would have had that time when he was recovering. He couldn't swing, but he could still putt to figure out a putting stroke. And I think he's got something new now, and I think he's going to go on a little tear here. Will you be disappointed if his putting hasn't improved in this time? Yeah, I I think I would be, honestly. Because he had enough time as a professional golfer with all the help you could ever get to improve it not rushing from tournament to tournament trying to make it work. Like he, he should have something concrete now that he can, he can go to. And I think that he's always like, they they say he's one of the best ball strikers of this generation. So. Right. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate here a little bit. Although I do agree with what Reggie says. I do think that there's another possibility in what I'm about to say. I think that when you have that much time off to think about everything, What's that? Do we need a tinfoil hat? <laughs> no, we don't. Not for this one. <laughs> this is just kind of based on my experience, which is obviously a lot different than Willie Z's. But I think his would be, his would be on a much grander scale, which would might intensify it either way. But I think that because he's had so much time to think about it, I think that he probably has put in the work. He seems like that kind of guy who would put in the work to try to improve that aspect of his game. I don't think anything can compare in terms of the yips to actually playing in golf tournaments. And he could hit 3 million two-footers or three-footers or four-footers, and it would not translate to the course, in my opinion. I actually feel like it could actually move the opposite way because you might lose all your feel when you're worried about too much of the short ones. But I could be wrong. I hope that Reggie's right. My take on it, though, is just it's kind of – poetic almost right now how tiger is coming back from an injury will z is coming back from an injury and not that will z was ever hyped up to be the next tiger that he ever will be because that's not the case but his career trajectory could have changed that day at the masters if he would have ignored the injury and been like, I've been preparing for this. I've been one of the best players in the world. This is my week. I'm going to play through this. And he could have made things a lot worse, like we've seen with Tiger. And we talked about that before on this show, of how little Tiger really cared about future Tiger and how much his career would be different if he would have taken care of himself and his body a little bit more when he was Will Z's age. Do you think that plays a... uh I mean, obviously, it does play a factor in, like, those guys' decision-making, right? I mean, they, what they saw what, what happened to Tiger mm-hmm. when he tried to push through an injury. 
And now it's just been a spiraling effect of his whole body falling apart on him because he didn't take care of it at the time. Wait till you hear the list of Tiger injuries. Drums, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I kind of go in between you guys. Um, I lean on the side of I think the time off is just going to massacre um, his mindset for putting. Like Reg already said, we 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 know that's 98% mental, um, his issues with it. Is the time off a good thing or a bad thing? Now, is he could take time off and dwell on it and still practice. But like you said, you're never going to be able to replicate a tournament uh, setting with those three, four, two-footers. Um, but at the same time, I do think that he is a kid that is going to put every second into improving that he can, um, no matter what that means uh, and no matter what it entails. That's who I think that kid is. I, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it's just more optimism at this point. I don't really lean too far one way or the other. Uh, I lean furthest, I guess, um, him coming back successfully and uh, and just taking off this year and going on an absolute tear. I, sorry, and I, I didn't mean 100% that, like, I didn't mean – he was going to be practicing every day and working on his putting stroke. I meant more so he was like this up and coming. What do they mean? They, they said he's a, he's a better ball striker than Tiger at one point. I've heard that numerous times mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he couldn't putt. I'm saying that that break from the constant media attention blowing up on the golf channel for eight hours a day on Twitter all day, every day, videos of his putting stroke on every social media platform every day. Who's, when, when was the last time you seen one of those? Right. That's yeah, that's what true. I mean. A, a seven-month break from the, all the bullshit that comes along with it. Not necessarily him. He can obviously putt, but he just couldn't at that time. So I think it's just – it could be like a wipe of everything. Yeah. He, he hasn't seen himself in the media for a long time. Yeah. That could be the best thing that's ever happened to that kid too, to right. be honest. And like, now he, now he comes back if... and the storyline's different, right? Right. Like, could you, could you imagine if uh, Connor Bedard could just delete Twitter for uh, for the next maybe month or so and just let everything settle and get back to normal? Yeah, kind of. No doubt. Same same uh, realm. Everybody's gone through the yips. Ernie Els was one of the best putters in the game for a while, and he <laughs> went through putter. some serious yips at Augusta that one year. And you know, outside of that weekend too, it was it's a nagging thing. But the thing mm-hmm. about the yips is that they're curable. People usually get them throughout their career. I don't know the Tigers ever had them in terms of putting that I remember. I do remember being very frustrated for a stretch during Tiger's career where it just seemed like he couldn't make any of those putts that he needed to because you were so used to seeing him make those, I think, all the time. Your in his comeback, you mean? Entire. Pardon me? During his comeback, you mean? I, I forget what, what year it was or what stretch it was, but I do remember. Like that was recently, time. right? Yeah, well, maybe. It, it's got to be more recently because if you look at like statistically, that son bitch did not miss putts. Yeah, like Must not enough recently. where, it, not enough where it would, um, like be something in your mind like, hey, this guy hasn't made a six footer in a while. Okay, so let's uh, before we move past Tiger, let's set some expectations here because that's what we like to do on the Kingdom. So this is something that has bothered me through the years, just by hearing people talk about Tiger Woods. They, people who don't really understand what he's been through or are so quick to judge the things that they heard on TMZ about him, right? 
So we know the Tigers had issues with different things in his life, but I'm I can't even get through this whole list. I'm I'm gonna shortcut a few of them. I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna say the dates. It'll take me too long. So he had a left elbow strain, two tumors and scar tissue removed, ruptured ACL, surgery to repair cartilage, surgery to repair ACL, MCL sprain, surgery to repair cartilage, double stress fracture, Achilles strain, restraint of Achilles, surgery to fuse ankle, plantar fasciitis, which is what his most recent injury was. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Surgery to insert screws, re-injured Achilles tendon, torn Achilles tendon, fractured tibia and fibula, surgery to remove bone fragment, severe back spasms, follow-up surgery, surgery to remove bone fragments, follow-up surgery, microdisectomy surgery, surgery on a pinched nerve, severe spasms, oblique strain, acute neck strain, and an inflamed faucet joint. Dr. Adley Kenny says. <laughs> That's actually insane. It's nuts. Um, how many of those, uh, I guess, injuries do you think were related to him playing through injuries? Well, probably the ones that all say repair or. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a quite high. Yeah, I would agree. But they. Um, He's probably a big reason for like the advancement in sports science in like the medical field, I guess. Probably. Like a good I think push that back to fusion it. was a big one. Like we've got a quarterback that uh, blew out his Achilles that's going to play this year. Like it's absolutely insane to think of. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, the king. Did they say seventy nine days. Just Achilles, you know, Carlson. What do you call towards Achilles? What's that? His got cut yeah. by a skate. Yeah. Do we got anything else to discuss here, fellas? Uh, oh, the only sorry. other thing I had on the big guy was uh, his ex, Erica, has dropped her lawsuit and recanted her claim of sexual harassment. So uh, the big guy's back in the clear. He might have done her pretty dirty, just sending her to the airport thinking she was going on a trip. Um, but nothing illegal. So uh, we're, back in, we're back in the good books here. Tiggy? What a tiger move that was. Boys, I don't think we talked about it last weekend or last week on the show. That uh, Ludwig Auberg, did you see some of the tweets about him after he, after his latest win? I did, yeah. I started sick. doing some looking into him. Like some guys that said they couldn't beat him if they played their absolute best. So they just He'll be a threat. He'll give Willie I see people... Run. I also seen people say that Tiger couldn't beat him if Tiger was at his best, and it's whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah, that's a straight out lie. Okay, look at this. Willie Z putting with a broomstick putter. Well, he should be trying everything. To be honest, that'll help. I don't know. Give him that uh, hockey stick that Happy Gilmore was using. Give him everything. Well, the caddy held that numerous times, so he did hold it before, so he would have better right. feel he, of it. He knows. He might. He probably he has it, it anyways. I bet you he does have it. <laughs> get him that like is the, him. Get him the the dick putter. Like he should be hitting Anything. every putting Anything. green, every Anything. whatever Anything. works. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk briefly. I want to talk about uh, an experience I had on the weekend. I traveled into the Weed City. 
and I went to a little place called Evo Golf. Heard of it? Oh, heard it's sick. It is pretty sick. I was pleasantly surprised by how the vibe was in there. There's four simulators. There's a kind of like a driving range in the corner where you can just whack balls into a net. I'm thinking uh, Austin and the boys do some lessons in that area when the bays are booked up. And then there's uh, the putting green with the stuff coming down, showing the line, the drills. Sick. I don't understand. So sick. Oh, my God. I thought it was on the surface the entire time. <laughs> it's coming down from the roof? Yeah, it's projector. Oh, oh, fuck me. Yeah, man, I'm with drums. <laughs> but anyways. I thought it was like this insane technology. I was like, wow, mind-blowing. No, just it is still pretty cool though. Like I don't know how it project. works like that, but that was part of it. Uh, the simulators themselves—I forget the technology used. It wasn't the golf zone stuff, but it was pretty. It was the most accurate sims I've played on so far. There was a few things that I didn't like, but that might have just been the settings that we had within our game. But uh, good, good time. The the rates are really reasonable. The boys, um, Austin, Drew was there. Just a good place to hang out. Um, I think it's kind of the, a perfect place for for golfers who are wanting to, you know, just be around other golfers. I just I felt like it was that's what it was for, just for golfers to be around golfers and, and improve their game. Uh, that's how it felt to me. So they're doing it right. Big shout out to those boys. Brandon's going to be buzzing with with uh, Sims. There's there's Evo. Shanks, we cannot wait for it to open. It's going to be a totally different experience than Evo, but I do think that uh, both of them are going to do extremely well in Brandon because they kind of cater to different um, moods, I guess, or what you want to do. Clientele, Shanks will have the ability to, both of them will have the ability to cater specifically to golfers and events, but they'll have it in a different way. Shanks will be a much bigger building that can hold more people evil will be a little bit more personal but i'm sure they'll both do uh some really good things with with um with what they got there so big shout out to evo can't wait for uh shanks to open up and try that out in the winter time see how see how it feels to hit a ball when it's minus 40 i think that'll be so, uh, an experience in itself uh did you play around or just hit balls no we played around we actually played at the Highlands, the Ooh, Cape, Cape Breton Highlands. We've been out there. How was putting? Four times That's we the big one. It. Putting was actually really good. I wouldn't say that it was. We we played ten foot gimmies, so okay. I like that aspect of it because you don't have to worry about missing short putts and dicking up your score. We kind of had a yeah. few few holes of our own where we got trapped in the bush a couple times, but uh, the putting itself was really good. It was the most accurate one I've seen uh, because. I don't know. It, you, the the thing that I did like about it is that, you know, on the old Sims where you had to kind of line yourself up differently for a lefty versus righty, it really depended on where the tee was, all that kind of stuff. As soon as you drop the ball onto the mat, that everything shifts based on where it is, which is really cool. Really? I thought, yeah. And even cool. with putts, uh, if you're instead of in the middle, you're a little bit to the right, the camera angle will actually shift to adjust to that self adjusts oh. so that was pretty cool i've never seen that before i'm sure all the new ones have that maybe i just haven't played ones 
uh, new ones for a while, but nonetheless, it was I was pretty impressed. Beauty. <laughs> okay, let's get to Fix Your Divots tonight. Fix Your Divots segment. Everybody's favorite segment. So tonight's mm. segment is brought to you by Prairie Scratch Tour. We just had a big announcement out of the Prairie Scratch Tour, which I want to discuss tonight briefly. So they had an announcement saying that the Prairie Scratch Tour will be back for the year 2024. The team at Prairie Scratch Tour has been working hard the last few weeks to prepare for the upcoming 24 season. We strive for excellence and success in all areas of the tour to ensure you, the players, have a top-tier experience and competition. Coming in 2024, a new schedule with some new courses, some new gear, some PST merch, a pro division, oh, and a new event called the Prairie Cup, and more. Stay up to date on the latest news at prairiescratchtour.ca. So that is hella good to see that they'll be back. I think it would be tough if, uh, you know, if they couldn't if they couldn't keep it going for a couple of years. So it is good to see they must have enough momentum, enough interest, enough money coming in that they can uh, extend it. And the more you extend it, the Maybe more you gets. extend it. Yeah. Just bring her, bring her west here, boys. Well, they said that they got some new courses, so maybe they've been listening to the King. No, they said they said a new event too. New event and new courses, though. What was it called, though? The Prairie Cup. Oh, Prairie Cup! I figured that was like misread that. No, you're thinking. I thought I saw courses too, so I'm uh, stepping away. It did say new courses. No, but which ones? Yeah, mutt. I don't fucking know. It just no. I don't think they had anything. I don't think they ever posted anything. I thought they did. Call Anyways. me one more time on live te- television drums. And what? Tried to brand and beat the wheels off you. That's what he told me. Roscoe's in the chat wishing happy birthday to Ronner. To dad. I'm almost out of liquor here, boys. <laughs> okay. I got to get this fix the divots out of, uh, out of my mouth before we carry on to something new. This week's comes to us from our boy Steve Valcourt. And he says... Steve-O. And this one is this one is an ass burner. Uh, but guys who look back at you from the green as you're waiting, and then they continue to hit practice putts. This is um if I was a judge in a uh murder trial and somebody passed away because they got dicking around and somebody shot a ball at them because they were taking too long in the green, I'm probably siding with the guy that shot it in this case. I had no idea where so, you were yes. going drums, but... <laughs> I knew exactly where he was going. And I, I I would be on the jury, and I would vote in favor of the judge. Absolutely. What kind of psychopath? I get it. I get how there's times when you're like, you don't think there's anybody waiting, and, and you're like hitting practice putts, and then you look up, and you're like, oh, shit. See them. Run, run and grab the balls. Get off the green as fast as you can. Hey, wait. I got seven more pots I'm going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking eat this ball. It's just ignorant. And the theme, and I know that there was one episode where we talked about our personal pet peeves on the course. And mm-hmm. mine was just a lack of respect. And that's what it what that is. It's just a total lack of respect to other people on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Hit your putts, put the pin in, 
Get or lost. you know what? Here's my issue, because I've been I've been on both sides of this before. I'm sure everybody has, but you know somebody's behind you. There's really no reason to hit a pop. But but if you do, get the get the ball out of the hole and at least make an effort that you're trying to get out of there and not just moseying to your cart. And then you take time cleaning your club, uh, washing your ball, uh, organizing your clubs, talking to your buddy, having a sip of your drink, get in your cart and get the fuck to the next hole. And that, that especially on hole 18, and, and that's one I thought we had on here at the end of it, is when guys on hole 18 – park beside oh. and they put everything in their bag i've been guilty of that for sure but everybody has everybody has yeah when no one's there behind you no right. no not when nobody everybody's been guilty of it like subconsciously or not or like purposefully but everybody's done it they've t- taken too long on 18 to get the fuck out of the way everybody has doesn't mean it's any less infuriating from the people behind you I mean, at that point, the the question becomes at that point is, do you wait or do you hit? Hit. Yeah. But then you're kind of hitting, hoping not to go over there. I know. So I guess the question should be, do you have green light or no? Right. Because, yes, you've got the green light. You can hit if you're not comfortable enough because I know I'm going to hit them. I'm not hitting until this prick's out of the way. My personal opinion would be no. It's a red light. I think you have a. I think you do have a green light to yell. Though. I think it's a yellow. It's a yellow. I think it's a green. Oh, yellow. <laughs> because here's my here's my logic on that. Is like, is it really worth it in case you do hit one of these guys with a with a golf ball in the head or wherever no. and cause serious harm to their themselves and like. It's funny to say, but it's really not funny at all. Like these guys could be seriously affected by that because you're pissed off. Maybe you've waited on the last couple holes. You've kind of reached your bowling point. They're dicking around. You hit one. Your life has changed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I say not a green light. They say I'm happy Gilmore. (laughs) No, I'm saying like the light's green. That doesn't mean you go. That does. Why? I say yellow. That's what I'm saying, yellow, because you can still go if you want to proceed with caution. If you if That's... you're going towards them, just yell, just hit, unload. They're they're standing there <laughs> pissing around. Hit. I'm not sure that's what yellow means, but I'm with you. Just yes, you can go. Tell them to get the hell away, and then yeah. if they don't, then you can start ripping. Yep. Drivers too. Dods straight up their butts. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Steve here. I'm not uh, I'm I don't love doing it, but I have been known on the course to uh, to just yell. Like, what are they going to do? You're not hurting anybody. You might piss them off. You might cause some tension, but I feel like yelling's better than hitting balls at somebody. Mm-hmm. I can be the biggest like prick alive, but I've never actually hit a ball at somebody while they're not on the green. Agreed. To the you can be the biggest prick alive right yeah no i know, I know my way okay that's uh fix your divots thanks steve he's in the chat tonight okay uh the highlight of the show the main event the meat the potatoes is reggie stroke saber this is something that we've been focused on putting a little bit more time into 
part of the kingdom, our biggest goal, I would say, is to, number one, promote local golf, which I think we've uh, been doing a, a pretty good job at with the domies and, and everything kind of wrapped up in this podcast. But another part of it is to toot our own horns there. But another part of it is that we want to um, help people get better at golf and ultimately enjoy the game a little bit more. So the stroke savers are things from different books, different YouTube videos, golf digest magazines, anything that we come across, we kind of zoom in on that and we do a little bit of a deep dive into it. So that's the new and improved Reggie stroke saver. And tonight, Reggie, what do we got going on? Uh, tonight's stroke saver is titled trust yourself. Uh, this one's a modified version of the batter's box introduced to us by Chez in an earlier episode. Um, a pre-shot routine begins with the player standing behind the ball, looking at the target in thinking mode behind the ball. It's time to analyze and develop strategy. Consider the following. How's the lie? What's the distance? How strong is the wind? Once you've committed to how you're going to play the shot, it's time to cross the line. It's time to get your head out of the way so that your body can perform. It's time to switch into trusting mode. Trust your swing and focus 100% of the target. You can't be thinking and swinging at the same time. You must be 100% committed to each shot. If there are doubts in your mind, your muscles won't know what to do. Let your routine let your routine switch you from thinking mode into trusting mode. A slightly altered version taken from Mind Gym, an athlete's guide to inner excellence. You know, it, it's funny like Every week, Jory, you're finding these uh, stroke savers, and as I'm reading them, I think like like you, you, I feel like every person in this in the three of us, every person in the chat can relate to all of these and and put their their own golf game into perspective into these stroke savers. And whether or not you're a scratch or you're a five, a ten, a fifteen, it doesn't matter. You can find your way to modify the stroke saver into how it changes your game or how it affects your game. And yeah. This is a, uh, it's that, that one line, you can't be thinking and swinging at the same time is so accurate. That might be one of the, like, the only time you ever golf good is when you're not thinking about your golf swing. Really. Which is why I golf great when I'm pissed. Exactly. 100%, man, honestly. No, that's true, though. It's so no, true. No, I know. I, I know that. I try to get to that point as soon as I touch down at the golf course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um my thoughts on this is we did give a shout out to Chaz who's in the chat he said it was solid and the one thing that I wanted to say on this was that I did put this because Chaz was talking about this during the summer and I did put this into practice I tested it out on the course and the results that I had were phenomenal it was like night and day the best rounds of the summer when I was thinking like that, the batter's box. But the one thing that I kind of had a hard time um, going forward was just how this, what do you call it? stick to like sticking. It's, it's hard to just when you're golfing to think of batter's boxes. Like it, I had time. trouble sticking in my head, but mm -hmm. I, I really like the thinking mode into trusting mode. I like the wording there for one, the trusting part of it and the thinking aspect is you cross the line. It's like a batter's box. You can kind of visualize that, but then you also have the words there to kind of reinforce that. And I, I think that just having both the batter's box and the, the wording of the thinking 
um, to the trusting. I really like that. And I think that that is something that I will be implementing for 2024 season. And I think that this time it'll stick around because as I said, that was the the best golf I played during the summer was when I was thinking about the, the batter's box and putting that into practice and focusing only on the target. Once you cross that line. Um, so, for me, this is kind of similar. Uh, I think it was probably, yeah, it must've been last year. Um, I forget like how it was labeled, but Reg, you, you recommended that pod um, local knowledge. It was with Rappaport before he went to Barstool and it was just basically talking about more about, um, I forget, it was a new way to play golf. I forget how it was termed, but yes, it, it just yes, focused, yes. it just focused more on uh, this, this statistic. I have a terrible time with that word statistics tough of word. each shot and player statistics. Mm-hmm. play what's likely going to happen um and so just get i have a hard time keeping myself in that so like george said i uh, did it for one round maybe two rounds and then it's it's not in it's not in my repertoire or whatever it is and then it's gone and never to come back until somebody <laughs> brings it up a year later on a podcast so it's like oh shit like well, i could do that why don't we just do that so but let's face it like i mean you're not alone in that category drums. I mean, no, um, it, you go, you show up to the golf course and, uh, you go across in the pro shop. You have to be sociable there. You have to talk to the people in there, pay for your green fee, get your cart. Uh, you have to go into the clubhouse, get your beers, be sociable there. Then you get to, to the force that you're golfing with. You're trying to hold a conversation with them while also trying to keep your partner in it while also trying to keep your own game in it. It's it's very 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 hard to have enough time in your brain to think of something like this. Whereas if you're golfing on your own, it's so easy to do that because you're only there with yourself. You're only there, and that's why guys do play very good when they're by themselves because they can really focus on those things. There's no outside distractions, and that's like it's 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 hard to be a social golfer and put all the stuff into into play while you're out there because you're out there trying to socialize with people who deal with you in business. And you're out there trying to socialize with people who are talking about everything. You're talking about sports, you're talking about all this. And then you're expected to have all these thoughts that we talk about on here. It seems like it's, it makes so much sense when we're on here, but it's actually putting it into play while you're doing this, while you're doing that. It's a juggling thing. And then if you can do that at that time, and like you said, George, those were some of the best rounds you played when you remembered to do it. Right. Yeah. And what we're trying to do here is give people those things that might stick in those times. Right. The yeah. easiest mm-hmm. things to do to prepare yourself to play the best golf while still maintaining a social yeah. aspect of golf. Really? Yes. That was my, that was actually, I wrote it down. So that was going to be my next comic is uh, like, what does focus look like to you guys? Like for me, tunnel, like, I mean, not on a golf course, but like if I'm, working or, or doing studying or something like that. Like it's tunnel vision. Nothing's affecting me outside. I'm completely dialed in. I don't give a fuck about anything else, but golfing, like I want to have that. I want to have a good time over anything in the world. I want to have a good time on the golf course. And to me, that includes conversing with uh, whoever you're playing with, just having a, a good time on the course. I can't do both at the same time. 
So drum, maybe that's why I've subconsciously yeah. just gone away from giving a fuck about one and completely focusing on the other. Yeah. And that's kind medium. of like, that's why I really loved this specifically. Uh, it did, it combined Chez's, it combined the, the excerpt from the book. And then I just kind of modified some of the wording to make it make more, a little bit more sense to me. But the thing that really stood out to me with this specific segment was that it said to work this into your routine so you can switch from thinking mode into trusting mode. That's, that's what I think the key is because if you can build a strong enough pre-shot routine where it doesn't matter who you're with, it doesn't matter if you're by yourself, if you're with your buddies, if you're playing a match or in a tournament, if your pre-shot routine is, it's usually the same regardless of who you're playing with. Some days it might be a little bit faster, but that's kind of on you to develop that pre-shot routine. I think that no matter who you're playing with, that part of it, that if that's what you like, the thinking into trusting the batter's box, if, if that's something that helps you, you have to work that into your pre-shot routine. Agree, 100%. I think that's um, like a part of fuck of, uh, of what we can... <laughs> crazy? Didn't Literally did not say fuck there. Just uh, the way my words circled around in my mouth, that yeah, came out. I thought that, actually. <laughs> but what I was, gonna, I was trying to say was, um, I think that's kind of what more focus of what we do should be. Let's give you all the information. You pick through it. Whatever's going to work for you, make it work. Yeah. Or whatever does work for you, let it work. Yeah. If that side of it works for you, don't change it. If you yeah. can yeah, and get something out of one little thing on this side, perfect. There's not a no, there's not a blueprint to... and yeah, there's not a blueprint for a perfect swing and perfect way to golf. Um, if you've ever paid attention or followed golf at all, you'll realize that. So there's no point in saying this is concrete how things should be done. Reg is perfect for this because there's nothing concrete in that guy's game either. So he mm-hmm. he gets these little tidbits drawer with these the books and uh, research aspect of it uh, and then Reggie puts it into implementation for us so it's it's perfect this stuff is awesome yeah and and I, I think that another thing that I uh, draw if you want to throw uh, Chazzy's comment out there I think that a thing that we want to do I don't know correct me if I'm wrong Jor, but I think we want to give as many tips as we can to help people play good golf while they're doing the business meetings because a lot of people, I mean, myself included, Jor, I texted you the other day and I said, like, how do I actually expect to be a good golfer when I golf once a week? And when I golf on weekends, I just get crushed. And I don't practice ever and I don't read anything. And I expect to still be a scratch golfer. I mean, it's not even reality. I mean, when I was playing the best, I was playing like five times a week. And that's when you go try to break the course record. But we we need to find ways, in, and this is a very good one, that you can just implement, like you said, Jor, whatever round you're playing in. It doesn't matter if you're playing with a business meeting. It's a it's a three-second thing that you visualize where you want to hit it and then step into the batter's box and do it. This is a, a useful tip no matter what round you're playing in. We're not out here trying to change the golf swing. We're out here trying to give people tips on how to how to improve in situations like this. I, I think that's a that's an unreal tip. Yeah, and I mean, as as guys with a podcast, or a, which I don't know why we call it a podcast. We do a live show on YouTube. It's more of a show than anything. 
but it's really impossible to find things that are going to apply to everybody. So what we, we can do is just find things that we think will, you know, stick with, with most people. And even if it's one episode per month that you kind of pick something up, you don't, you don't want to be doing every little thing that we talk about or, or making too many changes, but like if something resonates with you and you can incorporate that into your golf swing, your pre-shot routine, your pre-round routine, whatever that is, and it helps you save two or three strokes and those add up over time, um, you know, you're going to enjoy golf more. We talked about it when DI was on. Um, DI is famous for saying the biggest, um, the best thing that's ever happened to golf coaches was YouTube and golf digest yeah. because everybody just tries to implement what they just told you but yeah. that doesn't work for everybody right okay that is stroke saver of reggie's tonight happy birthday to dad uh one thing i did want to close on because i we mentioned it on instagram so a little bit of uh inside information in terms of the domies one thing i will say is that it's interesting to see who's voting that's one thing that i like about this you can see who's voting. You can see who they're voting for. And even though some of these courses are advancing, like winning the quarterfinals, the the quality of voters on the other side of that should actually swing it the other way. Like I've, I've seen a few examples where just because one of the courses shared it, they got more votes. Right. But on the other side, it's like, okay, the Patty Laws, the Landon Camerons, the people who know golf and know Manitoba golf, they're voting for the other one. It, in the end, in the end, maybe not that, maybe not last year, maybe not this year, but eventually these things will give the the correct response. Yeah, over a long once, time. Right? Once all the courses, once the courses all share, I think if a course wants to win and they want recognition, they should share it on their socials. I agree, and I would never. I think that the courses who aren't sharing are idiots. Yeah, no, I. That's why I kind of go back and forth with that, because yeah, I do understand if Minnedosa is better than Bridges, Bridges is going to have a million times more of the voters. It's going to win that way no matter what. Yeah, but also, also, this. I'm not going down a rabbit hole here, but like, hmm? isn't this exactly how everything in the world kind of works? <laughs> You can't say that. Well, no. In Canada? This no, that's racing. The, election, that's racing the election's over before it gets to Manitoba, so it's kind of the same way that works. But Okay, we're not going to take any of that Sorry. bigotry. Sorry. Tough to say. Tough one to call. we got to wrap this up, though. Boys are, uh, boys are stretching this out too long. We're it's getting squirrely, so yeah. We're out here. That's it. That's all. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're Don't out here. Me. <laughs> uh, shout out and good luck to AC and our boy Tiger. Good luck this weekend, boys. We'll be watching. That's it. We're out of here. Love you. Peace. See you, fellas. Love you, boys. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs>